Well, hey, family, and welcome to Coffee and Kathy. This is Steph from the Grief to Great Day podcast. You're listening to our weekly devotional episode. Now, Kathy, she was the sister of one of my best childhood friends. Each year in the summer, she would tag along when we went swimming or skateboarding, and in the winter, it was sledding. Now, some days that was okay, but some days we didn't want the little sister to hang around. Now, as we all grew up and I moved to North Carolina, I saw very little of her. Then in 2021, over four decades after those summer and winter activities, I heard that not only had she become a children's pastor and lived in Guatemala teaching missionary children English, but she had also gotten cancer. She returned to the States. Her sister began caring for her, but within a couple of months at the age of 50, she died. Now, what I learned after that made me really sad that I didn't know her better as an adult. See, God wasn't a part of her life. He was her life, and her impact on others was great. These weekly devotionals are a way for you to get quiet, grab some coffee, tea, or a green smoothie, and just listen as I read from Kathy's blog entitled Learned Along the Way. She was incredibly wise, funny, and a fully committed Christ follower. Grief, you know, the thing you're going through right now, it is the hardest thing you'll ever face. So don't let anyone ever diminish that. But let's also not diminish the power of God's word and the transformational healing he will do in your life. I'm a living testimony of going from pitiful, what I defined as brokenhearted years of tears, angry at God in the world, overwhelmed and confused, to powerful, what I defined as peaceful, joyful, and strong in my trust, hope, and faith in God. You're not alone, and your day does not have to be your forever. I'm so glad you're here today. So all you need to do now is be still and just listen. Choosing. I had driven eight hours that day, a round trip delivery of mom back home. She had given birth just five days earlier to the little man in my arms and had not a quite two-year-old at home as well. She has an amazing husband who's incredibly helpful, but there are some things only mama can do. So we were both exhausted, her even more than me, but it was my birthday that day, so she surprised me with a mini party thrown in my honor. And we had a blast because we both chose it to be that way. Life is all about choosing. Choosing your thoughts, choosing your response to your emotions, choosing your attitude, choosing your actions. So often, I'm tempted to allow my emotions to run my attitude, which in turn runs my actions. Or, if not my emotions, then my physical circumstances. I am sad. So I focus my thoughts on how bad everything is, and then I start complaining about everything. I'm hungry, so then I get frustrated, and I snap at a friend. I'm lonely, so then I throw a pity party, and I turn to chocolate to soothe my soul, and so on and so forth. But it's all about choosing. Choosing to be thankful in all things. Choosing to control my emotions rather than them controlling me. Choosing to respond in love with gentle answers no matter what was said to me. Choosing to believe the best and not the worst 
about the person who crosses my path, even when that person is a stranger driving another car, or worse yet, a family member who should know better. One of my all-time favorite stories in the life of Jesus is in Matthew 14. It starts like this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. What had Jesus heard? It was the news that his cousin, the one who had been foretold by the prophets to prepare the way for him, had been slaughtered by King Herod. John the baptizer had been in prison for a while for speaking the truth to Herod, and he was wrong to kill off his brother in order to marry his brother's wife. But John's prison term had ended when, driven by lust, King Herod made a rash promise to his stepdaughter to give her anything she asked for, and she asked for John's head on a platter, which she was given. That was the news Jesus heard, and his response? So completely and utterly understandable. He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. He wanted time alone, time to pray, time to mourn, time to be with his father, and he did not get what he wanted. Instead, he got a massive crowd, a crowd that followed him out in the middle of nowhere. And here, Jesus had a choice. He could have sent them all away. He could have raged at them saying, can't you people see I'm upset here? He could have ignored them. He could have run from them, but he did none of those things. Instead, he chose love. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. In fact, he spent the entire day with them, ministering to them. It finally got to be so late in the day that the people were hungry. The ever practical disciples came to Jesus and said essentially, Hey Lord, uh, we're out here in the middle of nowhere and it's getting kind of late. You need to tell these people to head back to the villages so they can eat. But then Jesus once again chose. He chose to allow these circumstances to bring an incredible teaching to his disciples about who he was and how he could provide. He chose to bless the people once more, all 5,000 men plus women and children. He responded to the disciples, they do not need to go away, you feed them. And the rest, as they say, is history. They bought Jesus a boy's lunch and Jesus thanked God for it and broke it and gave it to the people and it kept coming until thousands were fed and there were 12 baskets of leftover. All this from a man who was grieving, a man who was weary, a man who just wanted to be alone, but a man who was also God and a man who knew the power of choosing. He chose to bless the people. He chose to heal them. He chose to give away more than he humanly had knowing that God would multiply and provide the increase. And by the way, after everyone was fed, much later in the evening, he got his time alone with his father. He sent the disciples on across the lake while he headed up the mountain. And while he was praying, a vicious storm broke out on the lake, terrifying the disciples. But that's a story for another day. But the fact is Jesus chose, and not just that day, but every day. He chose to do the will of God. He chose to serve instead of being served. He chose to love 
instead of hate, and eventually he chose the cross instead of being rescued by legions of angels. Paul put it this way in his letter to the church at Philippi, which is also his letter to you and me. Have the same attitude as that of Jesus Christ. In other words, choose. You cannot choose what others do or say, and you cannot choose your emotions, but you can choose your reactions and your attitudes and your actions. And the best part? The same power that multiplied the loaves and fishes is at work in you. The same God who raised Jesus from the dead has given you everything you need for life and godliness. 2 Peter 1 You have the power inside of you, not from who you are, but from whose you are. So you are able to choose. And so am I. Because life is a choice. So what will you choose today?